Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. You can never go wrong when you pull up this book right here by Paul David Tripp. This is called New Morning Mercies, and uh, this is one that just keeps bringing us right back to the essence of the gospel, and uh, that's something I just need to do over and over and over again. I don't know if you're that way or not. I'm pretty sure you are. And so I love to read from uh, New Morning Mercies. Now, at the end of this particular day's reading, uh, Paul Tripp points us to Galatians chapter 3, and I want to read a few of those verses before I read uh, Paul's comments on them. So uh, verse 10 of Galatians 3, remember the Apostle Paul is writing to a group of churches in a region called Galatia, uh, modern day, uh, that's that's the area that we would now call Turkey, the, the nation of Turkey. But um, as he writes to the Galatian churches, uh, here's what he says, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. In other words, if you're going to rely on the law, uh, if you think that your ability to follow the rules or to balance out the moral scales or whatever, if you think that's what's going to save you, um, you're living under a curse. Why? Because no one can actually do that. None of us can do that. The Apostle Paul included and so he makes that really clear to the Galatian churches because they've, they've kind of fallen back uh, uh, into this sort of legalism and this idea that they needed to, to, to follow some Jewish laws before they could then be, become Christians. And so he's, he's writing to set them free to say it's not about you following some rules. It's about what Christ has done for you and on your behalf and you trusting and believing the gospel. So again, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. See, that's a different, completely different. It's not that righteous will live by the law. It's the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. And if you'll remember, uh, the Lord Jesus came and died on that tree at Calvary, the cross, uh, to pay the price for my sin, to pay the price for your sin. He took the curse he, in our place. That's just so beautiful that he did that. Paul goes on to say to the church at Galatia and to us by extension, he, Jesus, redeemed us. He bought us back in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. See, these were Gentile churches for the most part. And... Um, and he's saying that the blessing, the blessing given to Abraham, and this goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 12, when, when God says to Abram, I'm going to bless all nations through your seed or one of your descendants. I'm going to bless all the nations. And so the Gentiles as well, right? So the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit, not by works, not by following all the rules, 
but by faith in Jesus. What does Paul Tripp say and, and how is he point us right back to this great and wonderful, beautiful gospel? He begins this way. If you obey for a thousand years, you're no more accepted than when you first believed. Your acceptance is based on Christ's righteousness, not yours. That's just, that'll set you free right there, won't it? I got to read that again. If you obey for a thousand years, which none of us will, but I appreciate Paul Tripp at least positing the hypothetical notion there. You're no, but if you did, you're no more accepted than when you first believed. Your acceptance is based on Christ's righteousness and not yours. Oh, that's great. The fact is that sin is a bigger disaster than we think it is, and grace is more amazing than we seem to be able to grasp that it is. No one who really understands what Scripture has to say about the comprehensive, every aspect of your personhood, altering nature of sin, would ever think that anyone could muster enough motivation and strength to rise to God's standard of perfection. The thought that any fallen human being would be able to perform his or her way into acceptance with God has to be the most insane of all delusions. Again, and we get we get that into our heads, don't we? Uh, you know, if I can just be good enough, it's a performance-based mentality, and we we carry that right on into our relationship with God and think that we can do that. And the gospel's good news because, A, we can't do that. We can't be good enough. And so there's the bad news. Each and every one of us is a sinner and has broken God's laws. But B, Christ lived the life that we couldn't live, died the death we couldn't die, took our place, paid the price in full. So now we trust in him. The thought that any fallen human being would be able to perform his or her way into acceptance with God has to be the most insane of all delusions. Yes, we all tend to think that we are more righteous than we are. And when we think this, we've taken the first step to embracing the delusion that maybe we're not so bad in God's eyes after all. And this is why the reality check of Romans 3.20 is so important. Paul Tripp quotes the Apostle Paul, where the Apostle Paul says, For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in God's sight. If you prayed every moment of your life, you could not pray enough prayers to earn acceptance with God. If you gave every penny of every dollar that you ever earned in every job you've ever had, you could not give enough to deserve acceptance with God. If every word you ever spoke was uttered with the purest of conscientious motivations, you would never be able to speak your way into reconciliation with God. If you gave yourself to an unbroken moment-by-moment -moment life of ministry, you could never minister enough to achieve God's favor. Sin is too big. God's bar is too high. See, God's standards, God's bar is simply too high for you to reach it. It is beyond the reach of every human being who has ever taken his or her first breath, Paul Tripp says. This is why God in love sent his son. And now he quotes uh, from Romans 5, 8. 
God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then Tripp says, you see, there was and is no other way. There's only one portal to acceptance with God, the righteousness of Christ. His righteousness is given over to our account. Sinners are welcomed into the presence of a holy God based on the perfect obedience of another. Christ is our hope. Christ is our rest. Christ is our peace. He perfectly fulfilled God's requirements so that in our sin, weakness, and failure, we would never again have to fear God's anger. That's such good news. Maybe for you right now, in your relationship with God, you needed to hear that. Let me read that last sentence again. Christ perfectly fulfilled God's requirement so that in our sin, weakness, and failure, we would never again have to fear God's anger. This is what grace does. So as the children of grace, we obey as a service of worship, not in a desperate attempt to do what is impossible, independently earn God's favor. Mm -mm. No, we can't achieve that. We can receive God's favor. It's a grace offered as a free gift to you and a free gift to me because Christ, Jesus Christ, has paid the price once and for all. Paul Tripp, New Morning Mercies, a great daily reader. I highly recommend it to you. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for the good news of the gospel. Set us free, Lord, from the kinds of... uh, performance standards that we put on ourselves all the time, thinking that somehow or another um, we're going to earn your grace or earn favor with you. Um, Set us free, even as we hear the word grace, to realize that you put that on offer as a gift to those who are guilty and undeserving. Mm -mm. That's me. That's my brothers and sisters who are listening or watching today. So set us free in this and let us walk in this amazing grace that you've put on offer in the person and work of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray today. Amen and amen. See you soon. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.